Welcome to the Story Q podcast. This is episode number 10, a minor milestone for all of us. I am Frank Erickson. Nice to have you along. Our guest this week is Craig Tabor, or better known in the barbecue world as Big Green Craig, because of his love and use of the Big Green Egg. Craig and others like him are called eggheads. Well, that's because an entire community is formed around this amazing cooking device that allows you to roast, grill, sear, bake, and of course, smoke your favorite barbecue meats. Now, I've never had a desire to cook on a big green egg, but after talking with Craig, I may have to put one on my Christmas list. Here's this week's guest on the Story Q podcast from Norcross, Georgia, Big Green Craig. Craig, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Frank? I'm pretty good. Thank you very much. We are honored to have you on the Story Q podcast. We've been thinking about having you as a guest probably since the get-go, and I apologize that it took us a couple of months to, to finally get to you, but now you're here, I'm here, and we're going to have some fun tonight. Sounds good. No worries. How did you get become involved in the barbecue business? You know, I kind of fell into it. Um, I've always been a... a a barbecuer, a griller, a smoker, um, and, and, and essentially I got into it uh, out of necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, necessity is the is the uh, 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 makes everything happen. Uh, so my my wife, uh, she's Italian. She, she's a great cook, bless her heart. But she she quit cooking, and I got tired of eating frozen box meals and. Um, that, that that put me into the 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 corner of um, all of the meal prep, all of the cooking for the family, and um, I, I, I you know I, I love to grill, and I figured what else? Yeah, we can grill our meats and everything, but what else can we do on these things? And and um, let's get creative. Mm-hmm. So now you're in the you're 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 starting to cook your own barbecue. What were you cooking on originally? Originally, I always had the gasser. Um, I always spend top dollar to get get a get a, and I'm you can't see it here, but I'm using air quotes. The top of the line gas stainless gas grill, mm-hmm. and uh, then I had an offset. It was a charbroil offset smoker. Um, I don't know. It was a cheap one, around two hundred bucks from Home Depot or so. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have those. Unfortunately, they don't. Sure. They only they last about two years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe charbroil. I, I've got a little thing about Charbroil. Um, you know, you can't beat the price point. They look beautiful, but they just don't hold up. Right, correct. So they sure don't. For those of you that are out looking for a grill or a smoker, um, you know, if you see a Charbroil out there for a couple of hundred bucks, you can roll the dice on it. But I just want to tell you, you're better off getting something more expensive like a Weber or something else or a big green egg. So... <laughs> That's why we're talking to Big Green Craig. Before we get into this, I've got to I've got to ask you how you came up with that name because it's the best internet handle I've ever come across. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's uh, you know, it took a lot of creativity, a lot of thought and effort went into to it. Um, before I was Big Green Craig, I was uh, uh, on Twitter as some other handle, and it was a very generic. And, uh, you know, my, I cook on a big green egg. My name is Craig. And my buddy says, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we brand it as Big Green Craig? And I thought it was genius. Yeah, it's pretty cool, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you, that you remember. It's easy to remember. Definitely. All right, speaking of the, the big green egg, when did you start cooking on that and why? I started cooking on the big green egg probably 
five years ago. I got my very first one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, I was cooking on this charbroil offset smoker. If I wanted barbecue on Sunday afternoon, I knew from the very beginning that I wasn't going to sleep at all Saturday night. I was going to be up stoking the fire every hour and a half, two hours. I'm putting more coal in, more more wood in. And um, a good friend of mine asked me how I was doing my barbecue and I, I explained it. And he goes, man, you're, you're working way too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm listening. Tell me more about it. And, and you know, he says, "Hey, listen, I put a I put a pork shoulder on at, at night. I wake up the next morning, boom, barbecue." And I'm like, "I've got to try this out." Um, I was I was in the the process of hauling out my rusted charbroil offset smoker and my uh, stainless indestructible gas grill to the curb. And I figured, you know what? Let's make the plunge. I got to try it at least. And uh, I bought my first one. Now I've got four of them. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty committed. Sounds like it. <laughs> no wonder yes, your no. wife quit cooking with you and four big green eggs. <laughs> I've, you know, it's funny because as much as I try to explain and teach her how to use it, she's not on board. <laughs> well, of course, you're there. Right, exactly. She doesn't have to be. So now you've you've got this. You've ta- you've done an experiment, and now you've got four of them. What was it about the the big green egg that you know kind of captivated you and made you say, "I love this device. This is my cooker of choice." And to make you buy another one and another one and another one. In, in all honesty, uh, the the big green egg makes you a better cook than what you really are. Um, it takes it takes. It take for for a home cook for a backyard griller backyard smoker, it takes the fire management aspect out of it. Mm-hmm. So now you can focus on actually what you're cooking instead of oh is my fire dying down checking temperatures. I lock that thing in at 250 degrees or 375 degrees whatever I set that thing and it is as long as I've got fuel it's not budging it's it's mm-hmm. it's rock solid. So by using the the top vent and the bottom vent, you can really get a temperature really close to where you want it, and it'll stay there. I can dial that thing in within five degrees of where I want it, and it will stay there uh, through the through through the the life of the fuel. Wow. Yeah. So what what is different really about the the style of ceramic cooking? I mean, there's the obvious ones, but do you feel that a, that a ceramic cooker puts out a better product than let's say a a Weber kettle or a Weber um, Smoky Mountain cooker? I don't necessarily know that the product is different, um, but your efficiency is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, let's let's talk about some cold winter. Uh, you know, some some cold cooking, yeah, um, sure. cold temperature weather cooking. You know, last year Atlanta was shut down with um, with snow and ice. Everybody was freaking out. I went to the grocery store. I was buying. You know, I put a pork shoulder on. I wanted to. You know, I, I threw it on. The the egg will cook in extreme cold, extreme heat, it doesn't matter. The, the, the ceramic holds all of the heat, making it so efficient, uh, it'll cook in any, any weather. So take us through the progression of your barbecue career. You, you discovered uh, barbecue through your charbroil cooker, you graduated to a big green egg, and how did you get into having a website, going to events, the, uh, the Egg Fest? I want to talk about that a little bit. Sure. So I, you know, I started off uh, strictly smoking on my big green egg, mm-hmm. um, 
and and the big green eggs catchphrase is the ultimate cooker. So my thing is, if I'm only smoking and it's the ultimate cooker, I'm missing out. What am I missing out on? So I started to, to experiment with different things, grilling, baking, pizzas. And what I came to realize is that people that have big green eggs, a lot of people don't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they could really rename their eggs. Hey, that's my that's my rib cooker or that's my that's my pork shoulder cooker because they don't they don't they don't under either they don't understand how to set it up or they're or they're scared. I'm not sure, but um, you know, it started progressing into teaching people how to use it. And I got essentially how the website got started is I got tired of explaining how I did a, a pizza or how I baked a cake. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create a website. And somebody asked me that question, refer them to the site. All the details are there. And um, it, it's turned out to be a, um, a really great resource for the egging community. For those of you that are wondering what Craig's website address is, it's biggreencraig.com. Spell it just like it sounds. Craig with a C. Biggreencraig.com. You can go over there and check out. He's got egg accessories, recipes, frequently asked questions. Uh, well, now I got to go to the. Let me go to the live egg cam. Up under construction. Oh, it's, oh too bad. It's 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 under construction. Uh, <laughs> we we just recently moved, and I haven't got the new the new outdoor kitchen space uh, finished yet. So uh, it's 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 down. So are you doing a lot of cooking classes with these eggs? I do a lot of cooking classes. Um, I teach at Roswell Hardware. They're the largest egg dealer uh, in, in the world. I do all of their classes. Uh, with, with Big Green Egg being headquartered here in Atlanta, they're absolutely – the Atlanta presence is huge. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of private in-home classes. Uh, sure. People will bring me into their home. They set the entire menu. It's typically things that um, – they either want to learn to cook, or they're having they're having trouble with a particular uh, cook, and I will walk them through all the process, give them temperatures, times, and everything, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I have a great time doing it. So they're bringing you in almost as a private chef. Correct. That's interesting. Yes. Since the big green egg is relatively new compared to some other cookers out there, like maybe the last 10, 20 years, something like that. Is that correct? Yeah, probably. When did EggFest start, and what exactly is EggFest? What goes on? So what you have is you've got uh, you have two different styles of EggFest. You have an EggFest, which is a put on by a local dealer. Um, it would be more of a um, a regional type EggFest. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there is EggToberFest, which is the national event. Um, EggToberFest, with, with Big Green Egg being here in Atlanta. Uh, Oktoberfest is held locally here, and uh, essentially, it's a bunch of uh, eggheads. That's the term for for, for big green egg people. Uh, a bunch of eggheads getting together. Uh, there's a bunch of eggs smoking. There's a bunch of people cooking. There's a bunch of people sampling. Um, there's there's bands. There's drinks. There's uh, you know essentially it's it's a you show up to cook here's my recipes hope you enjoy what i'm cooking and um you know unlike an egg fest unlike uh um a barbecue competition where 
the next team over might might be shigging or, or 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 you know nobody wants to share techniques or how I did this. And, sure. You know, in Eggfest, um, the Eggers are 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 very very willing to explain how I did this. They'll spend fifteen or twenty minutes explaining the technique and you know. Oh, overzealous on you know somebody wants to know how I did this and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm more than happy to explain it. You know I've always been a fan. I've got a couple of smokers. I have you know I've always been a Weber fan. So sure. You know I've got a nice Weber gas grill. I have a performer which I absolutely love. And then of course I was kind of experimenting with different cookers and I had a Traeger pellet cooker for a while which is a great cooker, very convenient, but I wasn't getting that real barbecue smoke flavor that I really wanted. And a buddy loaned me his Weber Smoky Mountain cooker and I cooked on it and I went this is what I'm looking for. Sure. So, I've got one of those and then uh thanks to Noah Glanville of the Pit Barrel Cooker, Noah a couple of years ago after a podcast we did together, he sent me a pit barrel cooker. And I have learned how to cook on that, and I absolutely love that thing. But after knowing that you and I were going to get together for this podcast, I went to your website, mm-hmm. took in all the content that was there, and then I flipped on some of the videos for Eggfest. And don't tell my wife this, Craig, but... <laughs> no, no, I, 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 know where, I know where this is going. <laughs> I want an egg. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's... Uh, where you're located in, in, in the, you know, you'll have some extreme winters. You'll really get some enjoyment out of that. And, and, uh, you know, for me, there's no, there is no such thing as a grilling season, a barbecue season. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'll grill 365 days out of the year. No problem. I've, I've never had a problem with the Weber Smoky Mountain. In fact, a couple of Super Bowls ago, when I first got this thing, a buddy of mine said, I'll buy six slabs of ribs. You cook them and bring them over for the Super Bowl party. Sure. So, Super Bowl Sunday rolls around, wake up, there's a foot of snow in the backyard, and it's about 15 <laughs> degrees. Well, I went out there, fired up the Weber Smoky Mountain, not a problem at all. I mean, it held the temperature perfectly. I was really shocked, because it's just, you know, it's just metal. Sure. You know, there's no insulation, there's no ceramic like you have on, on the Big Green Egg or anything right. like that. But, um, yeah, you know, guys that are into barbecue, you don't care what the temperature is, as long as it's not pouring rain. Right. You're out there doing your thing. But, you know, like you and I, most of our listeners are backyard chefs. And you were talking a little bit about the technique. If somebody goes out now, they've been thinking about pulling the trigger on a big green egg. And I know there's lots of different sizes and lots of different price points on them. So you can get everything from a small egg to the, to the I guess, top of the line and get that big fancy, what is it, uh, kind of table or console that it comes right. with. Sure. Um, but if somebody goes out and does that, what's the learning curve like? So people ask me, what size do I need to buy? And, mm-hmm. you know, I typically tell them it's not about it's not about um, how many people you're feeding on a regular basis. Whatever size that you decide that you want. Now, you got to remember, this is a major investment. These, these things are a thousand of, do- you know, a thousand dollars at one pop. Mm-hmm. Whatever size you decide, go up one size. You'll be glad you did. You'll have plenty of extra room. Like you said, when, you're, when your buddy calls you Super Bowl Sunday and wants you to, to do six slabs of ribs, you'll be happy you have the extra space. Uh, thing about the egg is it's so it's so efficient. You're not going to lose any kind. You're not going to burn extra fuel. Yeah. Um, you're not going to lose any of the efficiency. But um, you know what I tell everybody is, 
when you get your egg, and if you're especially if you're coming from a gas grill, I was coming from a gas grill, so you know, for me, it was always well, I turn my burners all the way on, and it's so many minutes on each side, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. With an egg, because you have a convection type grilling atmosphere or, or a convection type smoking atmosphere, you, you can't you can't put a time frame on it. Right. So you have to cook by temperature. So your, your, your wired probes are very important. Your instant read thermometers are very important. Um, you want to open your dome. You want to check your temperature. You want to close it back down. So, so the very first thing I tell everybody is you're not cooking on a gas anymore. You're cooking by temperature and not by time. Right. It's done when it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so many people ask me, "Well, how long?" Why? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't time it. When, it, when, it, when the temperature reads what I want it to read, it's done. Gotcha. Let's eat. <laughs> Which they probably hate, but that's the way it is. If, I mean, if you're new, that's the hardest thing to get over. Is like if I put a pork butt on, what time can I tell people to come over? Correct. Well, tell them to come over when you put the pork butt up, uh, pork butt on. Open up a uh, couple of cold ones and sit around and get to know each other a little there more. There you go. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the follow-up question is, right, I, I, know, I know by temperature, but, but, but how long do you estimate? You know, and it's, yeah, I don't know, it's, everything's different. Mm-hmm. Every butt's different, every slab of ribs is different, every brisket's different. Um, cook by temperature. If somebody runs out and gets an egg right now, is there a classic mistake that new eggheads make? Yes, there is, and... The, the egg uh, burping is very important with an egg. And essentially what you're doing with a ceramic cooker is you're cutting off the oxygen and only letting enough in to keep your fire going and enough out to keep your exhaust going. Mm-hmm. What happens is these guys go out and they want to sear a steak at, at 600 degrees, and that's very possible. It's 600 degrees dome temperature. They've got their steaks ready to go. They fling that lid open just like their normal gas grill or their normal uh, regular charcoal. Mm-hmm. And what happens is an inrush of oxygen hits that fire mm-hmm. and it combusts. And you've got a you've got a, a, a huge fire, a huge explosion. People send me pictures all the time with their arm hairs burned. You know, I forgot <laughs> to burp it. So, so, so the the number one thing for an egg is to to, to burp it. And, and and to burp, you simply just lift the lid, maybe lift it an inch, mm-hmm. hold it for two or three seconds, let some oxygen in, and then open it the rest of the way, and you'll be fine. So, buy the egg, watch the movie Backdraft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then, then go to work on your egg. Exactly. Neat. Uh, let's see. Best advice for a backyard cooker who wants to take their craft to the next level. Maybe they want to enter a contest. Maybe they want to do a little catering to make some extra money. Sure. You know, that it, it, it depends what kind of contest you're entering. It depends what type of catering you want to do. Um, the, the problem with catering with an egg is you can't, you can't back your truck up and hook it to a hitch and drive off. Sure. You know, I mean, the, these things are very... The, you know, I, I'm going to use the word fragile for lack of a better term, but you know they are ceramic. If you go and put them is, in a trailer and and, and and running down a road, there's a pos- You know, you have, you run the chance of breaking it. It is called an egg. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you don't want to crack it. It's not the big green bowling ball. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. yeah so you know, I, I do do some catering. You know, and and that's where you get into. Um, 
food safety transport mm-hmm. systems are very important because uh, you, you're, you're, not, you're not bringing your cooker with you. You're cooking it on right. location, you know, uh, here and then taking, transporting your, your food wherever you're going. Um, but, that, you know, again, you know, what type of contest you're entering, that's up to you. Lots, lots, lots of competition barbecue guys use eggs uh, as a um, probably not their main cooker, but as a secondary cooker mm-hmm. uh, for competitions. Um, I but could, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I could see where it would be a wonderful add-on either to use, you know, let's say you, you want to cook a brisket or a pork butt on there, but after you've maybe smoked your chicken on your smoker or something else, and, you know, of course, the thing in competitions and everywhere, people, they like the smoked chicken, but, you know, the skin can get a little bit rubbery. I can see we're taking that chicken and throwing it on the egg for a little while to crisp up that skin could be a, a worthwhile thing. You know, it's funny you mention that. A lot of competition guys that I know uh, will bring their egg with them just for chicken. Hmm. Just for the chicken. You're, you're absolutely right. I think chicken is one of the hardest things to cook on a competition. I, I think it's, to me personally, and some will say I'm crazy, I think it's harder than brisket. Because getting that skin just right, you, know, you, can, you can come close. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you can cook a good brisket. Yeah. Um, there are some variables, but if you get a good piece of meat and you, you pay attention and you do what you're supposed to do and you've got the experience, you can cook a good brisket. But getting that chicken skin to the right texture so that it doesn't come off in one bite or it just it's really i think it's the hardest thing in competition barbecue some will argue about that but i'm standing where i stand yeah it's got to be bite bite through and uh, you know i've never competed and a lot of a lot of the reasons why is um I, I, these things are heavy and i don't want to transport eggs everywhere oh yeah i can imagine you know and and second of all uh i, I get plenty of critics and i don't have the last thing I, I need is a, a panel of judges um, critiquing my cooking. I'd rather go, <laughs> I'd rather go teach a class and and people say, "Damn, that's good," versus yeah. uh, you know a, a panel of judges. <laughs> that, that's that's why we do it. I mean, there's nothing like having friends over for barbecue, and they bite into whether it's a rib, chicken, pork butt, brisket, whatever you happen to be cooking up, and you just see. I mean, it, you you know by the look on their face. But when they go, this is the best rib I've ever had. That well, you know, that just makes it. it you're, you're absolutely right. And what's what's really cool is when you go when when you go with somebody who has had your barbecue, you take them to a barbecue restaurant, like a well-known barbecue restaurant, mm-hmm. and they they take that first bite and they go, Ugh, "Yours is way better." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's really nice. Yeah, I hear I hear you on that one for sure. <laughs> Hey, listen, I really appreciate your time. Um, It's been a a pleasure talking with you. If uh, every once in a while I have an excuse to go to Atlanta, and uh, I sort of have one coming up in March, which will be a lot warmer there than it is here in Boulder, Colorado. You're right. So we'll have to hook up, and you'll have to show me a few tricks on the egg. We sure will, definitely. Thanks again, Craig. Best of luck to you. Blessings to you and the family, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I had a good time. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the Story Q podcast with Big Green Craig. And if you want to visit his website and check out all the information and great recipes he's got, which you could probably use on any cooking device other than a Big Green Egg, you can go to BigGreenCraig.com. That's BigGreenCraig.com. 
Our next podcast will be coming up on Friday, August 2nd. We're working on a couple of really special guests, so be sure to mark your calendar for that, October 2nd, for the next StoryQ podcast. The StoryQ podcast is published the first and third Friday of each month and is brought to you by StoryQ magazine. StoryQ is published monthly, and subscriptions are available at StoryQ.com. StoryQ magazine is specifically and specially designed and formatted for your iPad or tablet for easy reading, but we also offer a StoryQ magazine in PDF format if you prefer to read StoryQ on your desktop or notebook computer. Now, once you subscribe to StoryQ, you'll get every issue delivered right to your mailbox or newsstand app, and it's always full of awesome photographs, great articles about grilling, smoking, and how to get the most out of backyard family fun. So visit StoryQ.com and sign up. And if you enjoy the magazine and our podcasts, why not send the link to the StoryQ website to a barbecue friend? The link, of course, StoryQ.com. Pretty easy. Copy, paste, send. There you go. We'd also like to ask a favor of you. If you like the StoryQ podcast, would you please go to iTunes and rate the podcast? Your rating helps us reach more people who, like you and I, love backyard cooking. If you have a barbecue product, service, restaurant, food truck, or any product or service related to the world of barbecue, we would love to have you as a guest on the StoryQ podcast. If you think you'd make a good guest, hey, give me a call or give me a shout at frank at barbecuechefs.us. That's frank at bbqchefs.us. Frank at bbqchefs.us. My thanks to Laverne Gingrich, the publisher of StoryQ magazine, for making these podcasts possible. And my thanks to you for listening. Until next time, stay blessed, stay busy, and stay safe. I'm Frank Erickson. I'll talk to you again on Friday, October 2nd with our next StoryQ podcast.